to Hope City Church, Melbourne, Australia. Stay tuned for another inspiring message. It had been a long day in Jericho. I'd spent most of the day in the heat of the marketplace. My body was weary. I was longing for rest. But it was already late in the afternoon and I knew that the streets would be busy and it would take me longer than usual. Oh, but I had no idea how much longer. It was a dry and dreary land, Jericho. I longed to leave this place, to leave my life here. But I couldn't think of this too often. My life was of my own doing. Oh, I remember this day well. It was long and busy, nothing out of the ordinary. I took a moment in the morning just to rest on the cool bricks of the temple. It was a place that I usually would avoid, but I just took a moment. And then a woman startled me. She, she stopped and turned and she spat at my feet. It was a reaction toward me that I was becoming more and more accustomed to. Yes, this day was nothing out of the ordinary. Until the journey home. The streets should have been busy on the high road out of Jericho, but they were bare. I looked over to the west and people were gather gathering over by the lake. Someone rushed past and I heard his name, Jesus. Oh, is this who they were all gathering to see and to hear? This man that there had been much talk of. This man who was teaching things of God that no one had heard before. I was curious. I wanted to see. But I didn't want to cause a scene. I, I didn't want anyone to notice me. But the crowd was drawing me in. And so I hurried over and, oh, the crowd was large. There were so many people, they were pushing just to get a glimpse of him. I couldn't see him and so I, I shuffled a little closer and, and made my way through the cloud, crowd until I could just make my way through and see him. I stood on top of this pile of, of rocks. I could just see above the crowd of people. And it was there amongst this huge crowd on this pile of rocks that day that I first heard the words that would change my life. God loves me. God knows me and he knows my sin. And he forgives me. God loves me. When I first heard those words, I thought, well, he can't mean me. I must be the exception. He can't know my sin. He can't know my story. He can't mean me. 
And then Jesus walked through the crowd just a little. And there was a moment where he stopped and he looked right at me and Jesus was looking into my eyes and he saw me. Jesus saw me. He was looking right at me. And I knew then that I was included. Jesus loved even me. He knew my sin and I was forgiven. Yes, God loved even me. And then I felt the tears come, these tears of peace and hope. They were tears of great joy, tears like I'd never known before. Oh, Jesus. I'd known men before, but I'd never known a man like this. This man, he taught me about a love so unconditional. Yes, this day was a day I would never forget. <laughs> and so after that, I knew I must see Jesus again. I must hear more. I must know more. I heard he was to be in Bethany in Simon's house, and, and so I must go. Oh, but to be in the house of a Pharisee, I, I thought I must be crazy before this time, I would have hidden in shame. Oh, before this time, I wouldn't have contemplated going. But I had to see him again. I had to see Jesus. And so I found myself a few days later sitting at the edge of a room in Simon's house. There were many people sitting around the walls waiting for Jesus. I could hear their talking, I could hear them whispering towards me, but I cared little. I thought of them differently now. And then there he was, Jesus. He was looking at me and I nodded my head in acknowledgement to this man who had saved my life and I felt this stirring of hope arise in me again. And I watched as he entered the room. <laughs> but no one stood for him. <laughs> my heart caught in my chest. No one moved. The room was void of feeling. Suddenly this room where so many had gathered, it became clear that this man was so alone. I, the Pharisees stood and watched as Jesus just walked into the room. There was no kiss, no 
oil, no water for his feet. I didn't understand what was happening. I didn't understand what was going on. There was just silence. And then Jesus just walked into the middle of the room and he, he reclined at the table. And as Jesus reclined backwards without thinking, I felt my body move forwards and I was at my feet. It was as if I couldn't see this man without honour. I couldn't see him go unnoticed and I was at my feet and those tears fell again, those familiar tears of Jericho. But this time they weren't shed for me, they were shed for this man of peace. And then... Without thinking again, I felt my body move across the floor and suddenly I was there at the feet of Jesus. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. I will remember this moment forever. I was completely undone. And I took his feet in my hands and I kissed the skin of his feet. And my tears fell heavy and they pulled across the dirt of his feet and they cleaned away the dirt just as Jesus himself had cleaned away the dirt of my own heart. And I let down my hair and I dried his feet. And I took the alabaster jar of oil that I had with me and I broke the top and the scent of the oil filled the room. And I poured the oil over his feet. Oh, my Lord, my Lord. Suddenly, Jesus spoke. Simon, I have something to say to you, he said. I couldn't move. I couldn't move. I just held his feet in my hands. My head was lowered. It was my forehead was resting on the ground and so I just listened quietly. It's a story of two debtors, he said to Simon. One owed 100,000, one owed 10,000. When it became clear that neither of them could repay their debts, the kind banker graciously waived their debts and forgave them all that they owed. Tell me, Simon, which of the two debtors were the most thankful? Which of them would have loved the banker the most? <laughs> 
Simon answered, I suppose it would have been the one with the greatest debts forgiven. Oh, I gasped and the tears fell again. Oh, my Lord, this is the truth that I now knew so much. And Jesus continued. Do you see this woman sitting here? She has done for me what you haven't bothered to do. When I came into your home, you didn't think to give me water to clean my feet. But she came into your home and she, gave, and she has cleaned my feet with her many tears. And she dried my feet with her hair. You did not greet me with the customary kiss of greeting, but since I came in, she has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not take time to anoint my head and feet, but she has anointed me with the finest perfume. All her many sins have been forgiven. She has she and so and because of this she has loved me today with such extravagant love the man who assumes he has very little to be forgiven is the man who loves me very little and then I felt the warm hand of Jesus upon my cheek. Cheek. And he lifted my head. All your sins are forgiven. And I looked to him, to this man who had saved my life who had taught me to love without condition. And he continued, Your faith in me has given you life. You may leave now and walk in the ways of peace. My life has changed. I am free. I know the love of God. I live a life of forgiveness. I walk in the ways of peace. What you've just heard here is the story of the woman who had her first encounter with Jesus in Luke chapter 7 in the house of Simon the Pharisee. This woman, she surrendered her heart. She surrendered her heart so extravagantly to Jesus. Such emotion such emotion you know what she didn't say one word she didn't speak one word but her heart was was revealed in her actions how she how she responded to jesus and his message of forgiveness and jesus responds to her faith being moved with compassion and he declared the release of the burden of sin that burden of sin that she was carrying And then he empowered her to go and live a life of peace and freedom. She's very much like these birds back here, encaged, and Jesus has set her free. You know, Jesus has done the same for us. 
He once and for all delivered us from our sin. And he's restored us into the Father's loving arms. You know, forgiveness is a core part of who God is. It's a core, the core message of God. His love, his forgiveness. And he gave first, you know, he gave first. He gave his son to die on the cross. Even before we asked for forgiveness. So this is a, a sphere that we can walk in, the sphere of receiving his forgiveness. And he wants us to follow in his example of forgiving others as he's forgiven us. That's another sphere of freedom that we can walk in. And in contrast to this woman, we see Simon the Pharisee. He knows God, he knows the scriptures. But has he had such a deep encounter as this woman has? I think not. He only saw him as a teacher. Because, you know, he said, teacher. He called him a teacher. He said, maybe he's a prophet. But this woman had a revelation that he was the son of God. The son of God who comes to take away the sin of the world. Whereas Simon didn't have that revelation. And neither did the other people in, the, in his house. But they could have. Their eyes are blinded and they missed out. They missed out on this one, this son of God, who's right in Simon's house. He's right in his home and he's missed out. But Jesus in his kindness tells a parable and exposes his heart through telling this story and he gives him the opportunity. He gives him the opportunity to have an encounter as this woman had to open up his heart and to realise that he needs forgiveness, that he needs a deeper, a deeper revelation of forgiveness, a deeper revelation of the love of God for him and of love for others. You know, and then we think of ourselves. For each and every one of us, the sacrifice for our forgiveness and how we've been made right with God. Was it a small sacrifice that Jesus made for us? No. No. God sent his most beloved son. His blood shed, the most precious blood shed for us. He was given for us. And our debt's been forever paid. How wonderful that is. Our debt is forever being paid. Our sin's forever being taken away. And we too have the opportunity to respond do we respond as this woman does or do we respond like Simon? Her revelation of Jesus and his love has enabled her to let go and be free and be in peace, to live a life of peace, peace with God. I just want to read from Matthew chapter 18, if you can all turn to your Bibles. And if we can have it up on the screen, that'd be great. Thank you. Matthew 18, verse 21 to 35. Now, this is another parable that explains about forgiveness even more. This next fear of, of freedom, of forgiveness. 
Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me? And I forgive him. Up to seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to seventy times seven. Therefore the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle counts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him ten thousand talents. But as he was not able to pay, his master commanded that he be sold with his wife and children, all that he had, and that payment be made. The servant therefore fell down before him, saying, Master, have patience with me, and I will pay you all. But then the master of that servant was moved with compassion. He released him and forgave him of the debt. But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants. He owed him a hundred denarii. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, Have patience with me, I will pay you. And he would not, but went and threw him into the prison till he should pay the full debt. So when his fellow servants saw what he had done, they were very grieved and came and told their master all that had been done. Then his master, after he had called him, said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave all your debt because you begged me. Should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant, just as I have had pity on you? And his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due to him. So my heavenly Father also will do to you, each of you, from, if from your heart you do not forgive your brother your trespasses. Here in this parable, Jesus clearly shows what it is like to be forgiven by him, but then we remain ourselves unforgiving of others and how that affects our relationship with God. You know, I think this parable, it, it's a wake-up call. It's a wake-up call for all of us. Because sometimes it can be so hard to let go of your hurt. It can be so hard to let go of your pain. But here God is saying, do you want to remain in that place of pain and be tormented? Or do you want to be free? We're never exempt from the need to forgive others. Others will hurt us, use us, abuse us, rip us off. It's part of this life. Even Jesus himself had to forgive. And he forgave from that greatest place of pain, hanging there on the cross. And he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. You know, there's one person, um, his amazing story, and I'm sure many know, of you know of her, Corey Tamboom. And um, her story is epitome of forgiveness. Uh, her and her family, they were Dutch and they were living during the World War II and uh, they, they hid Jews in their house. Uh, but they got caught and were put in prison and sent to concentration camps. But as you can imagine, her and many others experienced such great atrocities. 
and very painful and traumatizing experiences. No one could imagine how a human soul could endure such atrocities. Wonderfully, though, Corrie, she invited the Holy Spirit in to help her, to help her through each situation. She asked him to help her to forgive. And she was uh, miraculously released uh, from the concentration camp even after 10 months in there. And she wanted to honour her sister's wish her sister died just before she was released. And Corey returned to Germany to share the message of forgiveness and, and the need to forgive others. And how God wants us to forgive each other. But while she was there in Germany sharing her message of forgiveness and she'd just finished and everyone's walking out, there was a man at the back of the room and she saw him and he was coming towards her and, and this, she just gets this gut feeling in her gut was terrible feeling. It was one of the guards from one of the concentration camps that she'd been in. And he came walking towards her and she's got this immense pain, this immense hatred coming up out of her. Here she is, she just shared the message of forgiveness and here is coming this fresh pain. And he came to her. He didn't remember her, but she remembered him. She remembered him very well. And he came to her and he says, I used to be one of the cruelest, cruelest guards in the concentration camp, but I've become a Christian. And isn't the message of forgiveness so wonderful? He says, God's told me he's forgiven me, but I want to hear it from you. I want to hear it from you. And she had her hands in her pockets. And he said, he put his hand out to shake her hand and she's got her hand in there and like, I am not shaking his hand. I am in so much pain. But right there, once again, as God had helped her before, Holy Spirit, please help me. Help me to let go of my pain. Help me to forgive. Help me to be free. And right there and then, as she held her hand out, the Holy Spirit flooded her, flooded her with love, flooded her in that instance, and he there helped her. There, there they were, the guard, the former guard and the former prisoner, holding hands. And what a beautiful beautiful story of forgiveness and restoration. Uh, not only uh, did she used to go around speaking in Germany, but she also used to um, uh, run rehabilitation centres for uh, POWs and uh, other Germans who'd been hurt, even um, soldiers. But she noticed how the power of forgiveness helped so many to rebuild their lives. You know, they had such traumatic experiences in the war. And she helped many of them come into that place of freedom, come into that place of peace in their souls. And as they forgave, they came to know the peace and healing 
that only Jesus can bring. But she noticed many others though, they weren't able to let go of their pain. They couldn't surrender. They didn't choose to surrender. And many of them remained trapped and tormented in their memories, which often resulted in psychological and physical problems. So if we don't let go of our forgive if we don't let go of our hurts, our offenses, they can bind us up and eat at us. And we stay in that place of bondage in that cage. But God wants us to be free. Why could these people not let go? Why do we often not let go? Why do we find it so hard to let go? You know, if you hold on to your pain for too long, it can fester in there. And it can become a root of bitterness. And you often find, often you don't see it in yourself, but you might see it in others. (laughs) But uh, what's coming out of you, you know, the waters that are coming out of you, you know? Oh, that person's (laughs) carrying something there. (laughs) And the waters aren't sweet. We need to surrender. We need to do it for our own sakes and for those around us too. You might feel that in letting go of your pain, that, hey, I don't want to let go of my pain. That's helping me vindicate this situation, helping me hold on, you know. I want to deal with this situation. And you feel like the other person's getting away with what they've done. But you know, God is the only one who can deal with justice and judgment. As it says in the Bible, God says, Vengeance is mine. I will repay. Vengeance is mine. I will repay. Only God can hand out vengeance and remain whole. Have you ever met anyone who tried to hand out vengeance on their own? Look, often some of them are in prison. <laughs> and it, it, it's tormented them even more we have to let go we have to give it to God we only hurting ourselves if we try to deal with it ourselves but by forgiving we're letting go of our own judgment hook if we're still holding on to the hurt we're holding on to that judgment but in letting go we give it to God and put it on his judgment hook and he can deal with it and just as in this parable God did did deal with this man here who who, uh, wouldn't forgive the other guy so I just want to encourage you today you know let your heart get to a place of surrender if there's things in your heart you know we're you know we all walk in life and we get hurt and sometimes we don't always deal with it all or maybe we haven't dealt fully with it just let the holy spirit minister to your heart and speak to those areas in your heart to bring you into greater freedom greater freedom with him Ask the Holy Spirit to help you.
to forgive, just as Corey did. He's right there to help. He so wants to help. And he will heal you of your pain and bring peace to your heart and to your mind. And you'll be free to enjoy God, enjoy life and enjoy others. As I said before, none of us are exempt from needing to forgive. And even uh, while I've been preparing this message, God's, you know, his sweetness, his gentleness has been nudging me even, you know, just to be more free. And uh, it's been wonderful going on that journey of hearing these stories, reading these stories, just to be encouraged that we can, he's holding our hands and we can walk the path of forgiveness. He's there right with us. He's been there before. He knows our pain.